0: Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, normally just bring on a solo guest to discuss a meaningful game from their past, where we discuss not only what they loved about the game and what was fun about it to them, but also what was memorable about the context of when they played it. This episode is of the Co-op Variety Lades, meaning that I'm actually here with a couple of cool pals to discuss a meaningful game to a group of us. Uh, and we end up focusing more on what was great about the game itself than our personal histories for this one, often because they are more recent and we're not reaching too far back into the memory bank. But uh, some of that could come. So uh, we will see. Uh, this is Co op episode 18. And today we will be discussing God of War, the 2018 action adventure game from sony santa monica studios um Boy. But, oh oh my gosh i think he's here um Boy. oh there's two kratos
1: Dad.
0: i oh, hope that's uh that okay it was so is the, Oh, there's i can't handle two kratos and two atreus this is way too much can, i want two of them to leave but i hope that one of one is each a dad and a son so we can keep one and one we'll see i don't oh, really care no. Yeah, okay, too. cool. Great. It sounds like it's gonna work out well for us. I'm not alone today. Of course, I'm joined. Uh, I'm sort of the, you know, the world serpent, if you will, Connor McCabe, your host of the show. Um, but I'm joined by two uh, wonderful laddies who I know have played this game. Uh, of course, a recent guest of the show, finally, gracing the Super NPC Radio network with his uh vocal tones uh and his presence mr michael christian hello
1: guys i'm so happy to be here honored to be on with two luminaries of the video game comedy podcast wow. world. and i'd like to be considered the the little head that uh, kratos carried throughout the game uh, of this podcast um,
0: yes well, the head oh we got a dog i got a little head too oh my gosh <laughs> what's that little head's name his name's calvin he's a chihuahua calvin you you little stinker he's not really listening to you he must not be very obedient if he's not talking to us no well oh well well mike great to have you back dude i'm so i i knew i wanted to have you on this episode if i would ever do it and uh as fortune would have it i played this game recently so here we are um I know you're a big PlayStation head. The other voice you've heard, you probably recognize because of his Reactivators fame, and maybe even you've heard him on video games a comedy show or way back on his episode of this of this show uh, where he talked about Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Mister Nick Costanza.
2: Flip, flip, flip! What up? What up?
0: Oh, dude. Me. I love this version of Nick. Uh, it's my favorite version. So it's it's like the, uh, I feel like you are the uh, rebellious teen version of Nick that you maybe never got to be.
2: Yeah, kind of a rebellious teen version who might be figuring out he's a god and then kind of goes through some dark changes, but ultimately comes through it a better man.
0: I love it. I'm um, drawing a... Aligned to our, our little our little baby boy Atreus for this episode. Um yeah, today we're gonna to be discussing God of War, uh, which, you know, has since it came out, has been just revered as one of the greatest games, um, not only of 2018, but of all time from many, many people. Uh I'm sure I know I actually know people who aren't fans of it because they don't like uh good games. Nick- They don't like good games. Uh, (laughs) uh, freaking roasted them. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, they don't like uh, narrative uh, games that are, or games that, as they say, try to be uh, are, are trying to emulate uh, cinema, which I totally get, but I actually love going along the ride for this sort of stuff, depending on the game. So I'm really excited. Um, got two uh, wonderful people with me so it's going to be a blast um the first thing (laughs) that i want to do is is a little housekeeping leading up uh to actually getting into it um this is these co-op episodes are uh normally a patreon exclusive and if i have my little way if i'm able to you know uh upgrade my runic attacks uh to to the degree that i'm hoping then this one should make its way to the regular feed where uh, you know, more than just our lovely patrons can listen to it, which we do once a year. We did it with Spider-Man Miles Morales last year. Maybe we're going to get to do it this one. Um, but we could, wouldn't be here without our uh, patrons at the network, specifically those at the $10 DJ Toad tier. So I do want to shout out all of the DJ Toads out there. We have the newest patron, brand new as of two days ago, uh, Josh Ho. Uh, we also have Darren Lau, uh, Cal nathan edwards gabe valdez benjamin hall jonathan thompson wheeler tyler dather jake sprig mauricio diocese and goblin bomber uh so shout out to all of our ten heroes players. dude freaking fling,
2: fling, fling.
0: gods in their own right some some have said in fact um so just and uh and if you're listening to the for this to this for the first time whether it be in the future or on the uh feed wherever you get your shows consider joining us at patreon.com slash super npc radio where you get a bunch of bonus content from call me by your game uh from we have the legend of Zelda games club that is up and games clubs that are different every year uh nick costanza and uh, reactivators are a part of it uh and so much more but there's a ton of bonus content there at all of the tiers um but these episodes are available at the ten dollar dj toad tier um Anyway, uh, you can also share the show with a friend uh, or uh, whether they love this game or games in general, uh, and that's really it. Um, Where I want to begin with this game is uh, discussing the lead-up to it and sort of how we got to this game's release and uh, where not only the franchise was before, but maybe if either of you two have any history with the game with the god of war series in general i would love to hear about that but where i want to begin is um i got to uh, i listened to a wonderful episode of a podcast recently from all the way back in 2018 uh from the kind of funny games podcast or either of you familiar with this I, I feel like nick you're a little more plugged in than uh mike's like hat is like too cool um but like nick do you know kind of funny games at all
2: yeah, not cool. I'm the kind of person who would know this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Um, uh, we're in the same
0: boat, pal. Kind of like Kratos and Atreus. I
2: have to be honest, I don't know
0: it, actually. It's not a big deal. It's it's a show that I've actually only ever listened to one episode of, um, and that was this episode. Because uh, after I finished the game a few weeks ago, it was not all I could think about, but I was like really into it, and can't, it was like a real emotional high finishing that game. Um, and I just like in the podcast app, just searched God of War 2018 podcast and there it was tough to find uh, like some that I already listened to who had done an episode on it. but um I did recognize the people from kind of funny, which is uh Greg Miller is one of those people. Uh, I think he used to work for IGN uh, and Mike shaking his said, Mike, you're close friends.
1: I just I just am shaking, I'm nodding my head because I'm you're you're listing more heroes
0: yes okay cool. I
1: you know I might not know them but I know what they do and mm, I figured I respect, much. I respect it I freaking respect it and can cool, I just
2: cool. say I love this podcast clip, clip. I'm a big fan of it I never heard of it before but I'm a big <laughs> fan
1: I I love these guys actually
2: and girls yeah. hopefully yeah, hopefully
0: now. Yes, um, back then, no. Um, from what I could tell, but then again, it could have just been the episode I was listening to.
2: Well, they're the kind of guys who learn from the past, you know. Oh,
0: you know what? We're really lifting these guys up. Uh, anyway, uh, Greg Miller was on this episode. So was uh, I believe Andy Cortez, who I'm slightly familiar with. Um, hit, hit what he's up to, but they had uh the director of this game, uh, Corey and I- bar log cory barlog uh on the episode and they it was a spoiler cast and they talked to him about the game and some development stuff too um so first of all if uh once this episode's done definitely finish this episode out uh it's gonna be much better with the better than that one even though we don't have Corey on this episode <laughs> then check that yeah, one that's out.
1: that sounds like a great get someone you could really ask a lot of interesting questions too
0: yeah, but you know, why ask interesting questions when you can just speculate on your own? It's like what I'm saying. So, but truly, it's a, it's a wonderful episode. He's uh it was really cool to hear from him, someone I really knew nothing about, aside from his connection to this game and the series. Um, but that episode was cool because they not only dove into, like I was saying, some specific development moments and where the game started from its reveal all the way up to its release and then the reception of that and even got into like some reactions to it, but um, also discussed like the director, Corey Barlog's journey as being a new father while developing this game and how that, you know, really influenced uh, it's very easy to see that influence on this game. I mean, that's the whole thing. Boy, is, boy, boy. exactly.
2: Yeah, dad.
0: <laughs> there they are. Uh, Nick's uh, yes. And improv's, uh switch just can't be turned off he has to respond in character couldn't just can't let that go by um but yeah nick are you familiar at all with Corey barlog and this whole thing about uh you know him becoming a father and that influencing this change in the series a little bit a little bit familiar with it
2: um I think he's great. I don't know a ton about him, but uh, and I'm not even joking when I say that. Um, I've I've read a lot about uh, the behind the scenes process of this game, and he seems like a very thoughtful person. Um, and I, uh, you know, he did God of War two before this, and seems seems great. Seems on the up and up
0: nice dude um thank you as as literally i think this is going to be my michael jordan flu game because my nose literally started bleeding as like i was in the middle of this uh, yeah i was just after i blew my nose
2: spin my wheels <laughs> yeah did <laughs> you catch that off you. Could yeah
0: could you see that you? is it on <laughs> so, my nose right now aside from the tissue that i jammed no, in there no
1: yeah
0: it looks not good. too much okay uh man i'm taking a beating like kratos in some of these fights you know what i mean um I must not be balder because I'm bleeding right now. Um, anyway, this is going to be fun, guys. Uh, yeah, so it was just really interesting to hear from him um, and uh, and also discussing like the development team and how the series has completely changed. Um, Mike, had you played any of the God of War series before this game?
1: Uh, I had played it to the extent that I think I was at a GameStop and you know how they'd have the playstation set up and you can yes. play games i would like i played a little god of war 2 i think that way and i was like okay yeah it's fun action you know just kind of like a little bit mindless but i do remember watching some of the kills on youtube yeah. because they were very and i remember being like kind of like oh oh my this is quite a violent kill yes <laughs> So I really didn't know a lot about it other than I knew it was well-received. I knew it was very, like, kind of revered as an action game in the PlayStation exclusive zone, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: and, yeah, and I knew about the, the chain hooks thing.
0: Yes, the Wasn't blades. there another
1: game out at the same time that was the same, uh, like, you were in hell as Dante? Oh,
2: Dante's Inferno. What? Yeah, I yeah, remember that would,
1: playing that game, and I was like, "This is like that."
2: I'm not gonna say that was a rip off of these games, but
0: they're very similar. We're yeah. not. This is not the same as Devil May Cry. Mm. Or is no. it Devil's May Devil May Cry starring Dante? There,
2: there is was a specific game called Dante's Inferno. Okay, that was, <laughs> that was the story of Dante, but in it, you he's more of a knight, and he fights through all of the realms of hell and it's it really is very much like god of war
0: oh interesting it came
2: out 2010-ish
0: very cool um well that's that's so interesting but other than you know seeing that mike was this your entry into the series Uh,
1: yeah other than that didn't really know a lot about it uh you know i had a little bit of interest in greek and roman gods from taking uh seven years of latin in like high school and whoa smarty pants well yeah it's weird that I did that. I wanted to get a good SAT verbal. And I and I did. And now look at me. I'm just talking about it on a podcast. But uh, speak yeah. some. Yeah. Well, we didn't do that. It was never conversational. <laughs> it was. Uh, and looking back on it, I wish I did speak. I did take Spanish so that I could not look like an idiot at all those restaurant jobs that worked. Speak um, but some. Yeah. Again, I didn't do it.
0: not conversational spanish (laughs) not conversational (laughs) just yeah Um, Purely transactional
1: transactional or like a a bit with somebody like they'd be like oh bueno (laughs) they would call me canelo a lot because they thought (laughs) i was like canelo the the boxer (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) that's great uh my so my name obviously is Connor. And in a restaurant, Mike, a word you're probably familiar with saying a lot as you're moving around a space and corner. corners is corner. And also mm-hmm. in Spanish, that word is esquina. So at my previous restaurant job, my nickname became esquina because it's very similar to the word corner. Um, mm-hmm. And in fact, someone recently at, at my the restaurant job I'm currently at, someone I hadn't talked to, I, uh, I think a dishwasher, he came up to me. He's like, hey, what's your name? And I was like, Connor. And he's like, oh, that's like corner. And I was like, yeah, my pre and I explained, I was like, Yeah, you can call me Askina, it's fine. <laughs> so um, and Nick, I'm sure you would have a really cool uh nickname, probably something like uh, Mr. Cod or something different than your normal nickname. Thunderhawk. Oh, I like that. Yeah,
2: Thunderhawk, that's what they called me. <laughs> I Jimmy it John's. Much.
0: <laughs> yes, or Dominoes, or Dominoes. I did work at both. they were oh. like
2: you put the freaky and freaky
1: fast delivery.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey. There we yeah. go. Um, uh, interesting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I don't even know how we got uh to go. Oh yeah, know.
1: all that to say, I didn't play the God War games in gotcha. any serious way, but I okay. was aware of them, and uh, when I heard that this one was a little bit different, I was like, oh, maybe a little more interesting to me. Totally. And and then I got it when it was like a PlayStation Hits
0: thing. So oh, I got nice. it at a
1: good price.
0: Yeah. Which that's I've definitely seen I had seen that available and it's still available. Super cheap now. But if you have the uh, if you have a you know you have a PS5 uh, like some of us do uh, it's available on the PS Plus collection um, which is how I played it. But Nick, did you play any of the series before this one? Um, a little bit of three.
2: Mine. My- oh, okay. My backstory is very similar to Mike's. Um, I want to say, first off, you mentioned that um, you have a friend or friends who aren't huge on the narrative elements. Sure. Trying to be movies for me. I love it. That's my thing with games right now. A game like this, or a Spider Man, something that is telling a long form story in a way that is more continuous than a TV show, but can delve more into the characters than a movie. That's my bread and butter. So I also had a big interest in Greek mythology um and norse mythology and egyptian i used to love the age of mythology games i don't know if anybody played those but i would go to the library at my school and i would check out um greek myth story collections and i would go through them i knew all the heroes and so that was huge and when i i learned about these games late at least two had come out i think three was approaching and I would also go on YouTube and I would, at first I started watching for the kills and then I started following the story, even though I didn't own a PlayStation 2 or 3 um, until almost the end of high school. Um, I really got into the lore of the games and felt like, wow, this is such a cool, this is like a continuation to the real stories that i never had Um I bought three when I was working at Jimmy John's Sandwiches, coincidentally. Um, I know that spot. Yeah, (laughs) I would get my tip money and I would take it over to the GameStop a couple blocks over and uh, just buy some (laughs) games. And I got God of War 3 cheap. I had bought a PlayStation 3 also for cheap at that time. And I remember playing it and that game starts with you climbing on Gaia's arm. And I just thought, you know what i i don't know enough about this this is like i'm starting a story not even in the middle in the third act yeah. of the story and i don't know enough about what's going on i'll get the other ones and then i didn't
0: i totally forgot about <laughs> them. <laughs> like i'll so, circle back and uh play the earlier ones and then i'll i'll, go, I'll do this one and never happen yeah however
2: when the quarantine started, and this is a story I told on Reactivators for sure. Um, I got a PS4. It was my stimulus check purchase. I I said, I'm going to get a PS4, and I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to play whatever comes on it. And I got a couple of games, um, and God of War was one of the ones that was included. And so wow, I downloaded it. And just on a whim, I was waiting for Spider-Man to come out, which was really the game I got the system for. It was I was waiting for it to be shipped to me from Best Buy, and I thought, oh. I'll just play this God of War game. I was so hooked immediately, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm excited to talk more about it.
0: I love that, Nick. Uh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, this is a series that I... I had no idea what God of War really was. I, in fact, I didn't even know. I knew who Kratos was, though, because I want to say someone from my hometown when I was visiting uh, Modesto, you know, some summer had a PS3 and they had PlayStation All-Stars. And one of the fighters in that (laughs) game, the Smash Bros. Like uh, one of the fighters was Kratos. And I was like, oh, that's that. Like big scary guy from from PlayStation All Stars, and then I think you know when this game came out in 2018, I didn't have a PlayStation yet. I didn't. I wouldn't get one till that next spring, 2019. When I talked about it on the show, I was gifted a gifted a PlayStation from a friend who was very generous and had gotten a PS4 Pro. Uh, so. But even then, it was like, there was such a huge backlog of games that I wanted to get into that it was just, I just never really got to it until uh, this fall. I, you know, we doing the Legend of Zelda Games Club this year was fun. It's my favorite series. I played like 10 Zelda games or so. But that took up like all of my gaming time for the most part. There are some exceptions. I, I played more than just that. But I... Ended up like, and it was also sort of an assignment. This is like every two weeks, if not more often, I would be, uh, or like once a month, would have to record an episode. So I want to be prepared. So I played those games. Finally, after we were done with all that uh, and I finished uh, Metroid Dread for uh, the Nintendo Switch, the new Metroid game, I was in a bit of a game hole. And Mm. I don't know what it was, but one night, turned on that ps5 baby went to the ps plus collection downloaded the game and started it and i i know i texted our group nick uh Mm -hmm. and mike i texted i sent you a picture too uh and it was just like look what i'm finally doing and uh man it was fun
1: is the game is the game like enhanced on a ps5
0: i Actually, can't tell you if it is officially is or not, but I what I will tell you is it's freaking awesome. On it,
1: <laughs> beautiful on my normal PS4. Slam. Yeah,
2: so. It still looks great on the PS4. The frame rate is improved on PS5. It was a friend of the show, Michael McCaller who pointed it out to me, and I couldn't unsee it. My recent replaying was on PS4. It just looks choppier now. All of the motions are so smooth on 5. Uh, if you've only played it on PS4, you're not going to notice. But if you go up a step and then come back down, you'll you'll see it a little bit. But it's yeah. an amazing, beautiful game.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it's hard to go back after that. Um,
1: You are struggling,
0: dude. uh, I am, guys. This, uh, this, I a full disclosure. Like, I'm trying to find out if I have COVID or not, which I don't think I do. I think this is just congestion, which I get every so often. But it just happened. So happened to be on a day where I'm. I did a call me by your game proper earlier, and then had an hour between. And now I'm doing this co-op and it's kind of the only time I can do it before the break and it's coming out next week. So it kind of had to do it, but uh, we'll, uh we'll get there, Mike. Uh, I think we'll be okay. Um, but yeah, this game was, was really fun. I'm excited to get into it too. Um, regarding some of the development of this game, I wanted to go over just some brief, just some touch on some points like we uh, normally do for the show. Um, but development for this game, uh began in 2014 uh and this was confirmed by sony manic sony Manica Monica. what sony Oh, santa covering. monica right santa monica studios creative director corley corley jesus christ Corey barlog at the first annual playstation experience on december 6th of 2014 so that's like almost exactly seven years ago now where he said that the game was in early development and then it would not be a prequel, but possibly a reboot in April, 2016 concept art was leaked that showed images of Kratos in the world of Norse mythology. Um, a concept originally considered by series creator, David Jaffe after Kratos eliminated the Greek gods, which that was like, I, from what I understand, uh greek mythology was the basis for the entire first trilogy um uh got a confirmation from nick um but the game's official announcement did come at e3 2016 uh with a gameplay demo they confirmed the setting as well and it showed a fully bearded kratos teaching his son who was unnamed at the time how to hunt and they battle the troll which is like pretty much the beginning of the game Mm -hmm. for this one um the end of the demo showed the title God of War and it was confirmed in development for PS4. Um, and then now it's been also confirmed that Barlog returned as the game director to the series uh, for this new one. Um, and the original was made in 2005, by the way, he was a major contributor to the series, but uh, was the director starting at God of War two. Um, so this is like his fifth God of War game that huh. he has directed. Um, Anyway, uh, some things that I wanted to share from his interview. I don't want to like, I don't plan to go through like the entire uh, development of this game or read straight from the Wikipedia for much longer. Um, But it was really cool to hear them discuss a few um, things about development, and kind. It kind of reminded me a lot of uh, hearing. Probably because this game is so narratively focused. In my perspective, like what I've heard from showrunners or like people, uh, you know, writing movies and stuff, or or you know, in pre-production, which is a big sense of uh, having like a clear direction and a goal, but like working with a team, you never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And Mm -hmm. they're like for that E3 debut, they didn't even have Atreus's name yet, let alone who he would be or exactly like who we might come to find out he would be. Um, This is also a pretty good time for me. I could have just said it earlier. And I think people expect it on these episodes to say that this is also a spoiler cast. Like spoilers will be shared about this game on this episode. So if you you have gotten to this point and don't want parts of this game to be spoiled that you haven't uh, experienced yourself Probably a good time to check out um uh, not that we're gonna dive into it immediately, but who knows? um it's gonna happen at some point, and you might want to experience that on your own volition and with your in your own volition um anyway, uh, it was cool to hear him discuss all this stuff with uh, the kind of funny guys um and uh also hearing him talking about working with the dev team. there were instincts he would have that either didn't end up working or that like he was really adamant about that would uh, end up sticking. Mike was talking about the uh, combat earlier in the first games and seeing like the blades that Kratos is known for. Mm -hmm. Um, And they wanted to uh, not only narratively, but in the gameplay, get away from that. And eventually, as we know, you return to those blades. And those are, it's like a huge moment about halfway through in the game where you return to your home when I think your son is really sick and you uh, unearth the, like your shame, the blades from your past that you put away. Um, kind of giving away a big moment here, but I don't know about you two. I, especially being not a God of War person, uh, it was still pretty powerful
1: uh, I feel exactly the same. Because I, I, at that point in the game, I remember being like, I guess it's just this axe that comes back to you like
2: Molniar or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, it's like and Thor's I was like, axe from Endgame. Uh-huh. It truly it is exactly like that. And, and then he kind of like, has Captain America's shield too.
1: <laughs> yes. And then uh, when I got to those things, I was like, oh, I was like, spoiler. Glad no one yep. told me. And I had yeah. never played it, but I still was like, cool lore from the game
0: hell yeah me too
2: i I got so hyped sorry
0: no no go for it nick please
2: um i was so excited i love that entire sequence um i have to say full disclosure here i played this whole game over a year ago and then connor asked me to do this episode um a few days ago i had been uh, playing it intermittently I had gotten through Alfheim And uh, cool. my playthrough And then I kind of put it down When you asked me, I thought, you know what? I'll turn it on again And it was Ooh. right before the first fight With Magni and Modi And I, oh. I I, had set it on easy Because I just wanted yes. to experience the story uh, In New Game Plus I played through the entire game Did you really? <laughs> I just oh. beat the whole story over the course of the last couple of days So it's very, very fresh on my mind but that sequence where um, you're, you you were Kratos, you're riding in the boat, your son is sick, you're going back to your house, you're not exactly sure why, but you see Athena, you hear Zeus's voice, I, I think in that sequence, maybe that's uh, later, um, but then unearthing those blades, it's just this moment of, okay,
0: he's back. <laughs> yes, I think they really lean into the music too and the main mm-hmm. theme of that as well, so you know... I mean, they definitely like. You could have been in a vacuum, uh, and and still got the impact of that moment. But I think, still, uh, was powerful. Just knowing, uh, that. So well,
1: and I think this game has a lot of moments that are like, I still think about them. Like that first fight with that guy, with Balder. the guy Balder. when he comes to <laughs> your house, Ooh. yeah. Because uh, because I, I he comes to your house and I'm like, who's this asshole? Yeah, and then seriously. He, he like, he gives you shit and then Kratos just like punches him through the roof and you're like, ha, you fuck with the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm fighting for my fucking life. And, <laughs> and it, just, <laughs> it just felt so like visceral and like it brought me in and like storytelling, character, and the action. It was like, Ooh. that that first like, I feel like that's the first 20 minutes or so of the game. Yeah. I remember just walking away from it being stunned.
2: Truly. And Go ahead, Nick. I thought you might make me feel something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could not put the game down from that moment on. <laughs> yeah. Hunting with yeah. the sun is like, okay, this is interesting. I'm I'm intrigued. There's kind of there's a dynamic here that's not good. They have some issues together. Yes. But from that fight, and it, it, I'm so with you, Mike. I was fighting for my life too. It was scary. All of a yeah. sudden it was scary, and I wanted to protect the sun. And then yeah. The way that the cutscenes are interspersed with it, when you're Kratos you just drop drop a giant boulder on his head and he's still alive, is like ah, truly. Yeah. Like,
1: like I think something that I think movies and video games struggle with is creating stakes where you're scared for your characters and like you think something bad could actually happen. And I did feel in that moment of like, oh, this is dangerous.
0: Yes, yeah. um, I felt that every time I would see him after that too. Uh, was like that fear of like, what is this guy going to do? And honestly, I had sort of forgotten about him until mm-hmm. he, I think you see, when is the second time that you see him? You uh, see
2: him briefly right before you encounter Mamir, but then it's his nephews. He's yes. very sparingly used in the game. I yes. think there's
0: three fights with him total. Which is like such a smart choice too. They, and I, I mean, I didn't, Expect him to play such a huge role in it too. Even after that, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a little appetizer for what is to come later, boss-wise, story-wise. But he ends up being, I mean, not just him, but like his family end up being a huge focal point of this game, which yes, gosh, was like it's just so masterful.
1: I I kept thinking, oh, I guess the second to last boss is gonna be Thor. And then yeah. you have and then you have to kill Odin or something. Yeah, yeah totally. And and then when like yeah, that didn't happen. I find, I will admit I was like, oh
0: okay,
1: but now but now I see what they're doing. That's gonna be the whole next game, I'm sure. Yes. But
0: I was, was I had that I'm same, like, oh, I
1: think I know where this is going.
0: They yeah, taught they so I had the same expectation. They touched on this on the podcast I've been referencing with uh Corey Barlog on kind of funny and I will also say that once I got to the end, I, cause I, I was not sure how far I was. And Mike, I was talking to you a lot about it. And you're like, buddy, I think you're like pretty close. And, but I was like, just not convinced. I was like, I feel like there's way more stuff I need, people I need to meet uh, for this to happen. But when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, well, actually, the story they crafted there regarding you know focusing on family and communication and uh forgiveness and that sort of thing i was like oh this actually does make sense to end where it ends i just uh didn't expect it but i was like cool with it it was like a a nice length of a game i don't know how you guys felt but it did not overstay its welcome for me
1: yeah well i I took my time going through it too because i was just enjoying being in it so much that i was like Okay, I gotta explore every little space, every little looking cranny. I like, yes. okay, I don't want to move too fast too fast forward because I want to see all right, what's going on over here? I've got to shoot all these damn crows or whatever.
0: Yeah. I it took me way too long into the game to realize I could even interact with those things. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh, I, I had seen like 10 of them and I didn't kill them. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I guess I'm just gonna hit the one the Od- they're like Odin's Odin's eyes. ravens. Yes, yeah. They're spying I, a lot.
2: I became so finely tuned to hearing the noise in my headphones. Like, where is it? I, I got to look all over until I find this thing. Yes. <laughs> I got to kill it. <laughs> uh, something about the game. It's so simple. But uh, once Mamir enters the story and he tells you these stories on the boat when you're traveling, I love it. And a couple times I got out of the boat too fast when he wasn't done. And he'll say, like, yes. that's a story for another time. And I was like, no, I, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. It became pe- terrified. Um, I'm sure, Connor, you're about to bring this up, but there Please. was a quote from Corey Barlog. I'm about to misquote him, but he said something to the effect of, in God of War 3, by the end of that game, you have killed the entire pantheon of Greek gods. This yeah. is the last one. The world of Greece is destroyed. <laughs> you have killed everyone. The only path he saw forward to go bigger was by going smaller so in this game it is you fight a giant dragon you do fight a god but you fight one god you fight two lesser gods but it's different it's smaller in scale and yet it feels so much more personal and high stakes weirdly the relationship with atreus is Amazing that kid Sonny Solčik is that his name is that yeah name?
0: Sonny Solčik.
2: Amazing. Christopher Judge is amazing. I was a little hesitant on the recast at first, but then you hear his voice and he's so good. Yeah, and they have such great chemistry. And I'm gonna get annoying here for a sec, but something I was uh I was deep into uh Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, yeah, when, when I played this game, and I was so taken with the idea that kratos i keep saying his name weird kratos and atreus they both have heroes journeys that intertwine together over the course of the game it's so well done it's a true two-hander and i cared about them so much little kids are annoying I hate little kids. And the only thing worse You're than a all girl the in a game is a little boy. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Especially like an escort type of situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you never felt that way with him also. He was like, oh, he's helping me in battle at all times.
2: Totally. Great. The thing is that Kratos treats him like an escort at first. And mm-hmm. then you gradually... Uh, In the same way that you, the player, come to understand that Atreus has abilities, Kratos comes to respect him as a person. And I I thought
0: that was so well done. I feel like that also, I don't know if it was by design where like the, the part of the game that you're in requires you to engage more with Atreus's abilities or even just mashing the square button to shoot enemies. But I feel like those... I could be misremembering, but I want to say those lined up really well of like when Kratos as a character starts to uh, you know, show him a little more respect as an ally and where you actually are required to use him. Um, And I actually think I remember where that happened. There's like uh, this is going to start to steer into the, into the combat, which uh, we could go down this road already. Um, But there, do you know those like witch enemies that sort of like teleport around, and when you try oh, to yeah. punch them, they move. So those require you to engage them in a different way than a melee combat, and so that ends up being shooting them with Atreus's uh, arrows. Which uh, you don't con- just for the just just in case this isn't clear, you don't control him like you do Kratos. You don't run around as Atreus. You just press a couple buttons, uh, and that's really it. And you upgrade his abilities, but those enemies. In this cave, early on, um, they they just require you to like expand your your arsenal, and what that ends up being is using Atreus's arrows, which I think are just the standard arrows at that moment.
2: Yeah, um, it that's a great. Um, I put a note, and I I'm a fool for not marking exactly where it was, but um, Kratos gradually. Before he even says anything to Atreus that's directly complimentary, his tone sort of changes over the course of the game as they explore the world together. And there is a moment I noted, um, it might be right, it's either right before he gets sick or right after, but he says something, uh, Atreus mentions all the things they've done and he asks, what would mother think? And Kratos just says that you have come a long way. Yeah. I could have teared up. I thought that was so beautiful for someone who, you know, you're playing this character who doesn't have a lot of words and that's simultaneously the comic relief of him. And yet he feels like such a real person. We all know these guys who don't, they don't communicate with words they communicate with actions. And that little tiny
0: bit of approval can go so far. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Kratos simultaneously feels like a, like a, a dad and an older brother you're trying to earn their respect of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> strangely. Um, cause you're like the only figure until you get, uh, what's the, what's the head's name again, Dick? Mimir, Mimir until Mimir joins you. Well, actually Brock and Sindri sort of, uh, play this role, but you're like the only figure in Atreus's life for a while. Yeah. And then Freya comes in too, but yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Um, uh, i'm I'm just going to dovetail into uh some some more combat stuff that i wanted to discuss uh but we could of course like touch on anything at any moment we can reach back into the story so feel please have the agency to do so guys um but regarding the combat it ends up being i think one of the many like upper echelon qualities of the game where it's like hard to pinpoint just one um from like the narrative to the music to the performance to everything. So good. Um, But the combat, I think I had a really hard time engaging with when I started and I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be much easier (laughs) uh, for me to do. And I kept dying early on specifically one moment that I know Mike and I talked about, but uh, there was, I don't know, someone else. I think I I could pretend it was you, Mike, Um, but it was really, tough how did you guys find the combat at the beginning for what you remember was it easy or not
1: i i think i remember being not super difficult but i will say i think that what the, the game does really well is yes the combat is glorious it is like yes. you know kind of like arkham asylum-esque where you're like mm-hmm. okay i can keep stringing this along i can keep going but then also it scales in a way that like Yeah, I remember fighting that first Valkyrie or whatever, and you're like, Uh I can't do this. Uh And then later, after you beat the game, and then like you're in those like fog levels where it's basically just like an arcade mode. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe I remember I played a level, I'm like, okay, I can't beat this one. And then I'm like, then somehow I'm fighting through like five levels past it, and I'm like, okay, there's that guy that I can only take on one of at a time, and I'm fighting three. And I was just like, wow, this really is scaling up well in a way that was super satisfying and made you feel like you had accomplished and like grown.
2: Yeah. Yes. The Valkyries are still hard for me. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, the the did you mean the traveler, the guys that have the big swords that are super armored. They were yes. they were really hard. The first time I fought one, I was I reached my hand into the portal and a guy came out and I was like, "Oh no, I cannot beat this guy." <laughs> Eventually I after restarting enough, I just moved on. (laughs) I was like, I'm not gonna fight this. (laughs) I'll come back maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I had a moment fighting him where, uh, much later, I was like, yeah, this is kind of easy.
0: Especially early in the game, like Mm -hmm. uh, even when I would reach my hand, because you know when you're on the uh, the is it the sea of nine? Is that what it's called? Um, You're out in that area where like the the portal uh, building is in the middle. And yeah. it's where there's like Thor statues and you see the world serpent, but you could like travel around all those, all these little areas there. And I kept reaching into these portals. Everyone would kick my ass. And then, <laughs> and I just had to do the same thing, Nick, where I was like, I am just not ready for this. I got to come back. And yeah. to your point, Mike, about the scaling, I felt like, and I, I didn't play past the uh, post game uh, Easter egg. Um Or the vision that Atreus has. I didn't play any far past that because I've been playing a little game called Halo Infinite. But, (laughs) and uh, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, which I think might be our next co-op episode listeners. Um, But uh, the game and the the combat itself, I feel like somehow manages to scale from the very beginning incredibly well all the way through, according to you two the uh, two worlds you get to go to after you beat the first part of the game, like the regular. Yeah. Game. And it's like amazing that oh, yeah, they're like that fire, fire that, that fire one's
1: world. That was pretty tough. Insane. But even that I was kicking ass at the end. Yeah.
0: Gosh. Uh, uh, you guys should watch
1: me play.
0: Huh, we should. I would love to. This is uh, a, <laughs> this is a uh, Mike Christian, uh New York giants on Twitch. Um, anyway uh that's i don't know why that's the first thing that came to mind um but you got the new york giants twitch handle that's pretty i got it
1: i don't know how i did i guess they were like we gotta really focus on winning a real football game (laughs) i'll take the twitch
0: which is crazy because like jersey mike mike's was offering you the one before that
1: yes i have a lot of deals that you know but I just am in the right place at the right time. And mm-hmm. I also am now doing the Jersey Mike's TikTok. Oh, so, I knew it.
0: <laughs> there
2: we go. Um, uh, it's a lot of dances. I'll be honest. They offered that to me. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm a Jimmy John's guy. They just yeah, thought you were from fast. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> said, hey, what's the matter? Gabagool.
0: Hey. Uh, it's not sorry, Jersey, Mike. but I'm walking here. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah that counts yeah, right enough hey i'm uh, walking
0: here <laughs> same state yeah in jersey it's just you're like not sure about it um, yeah uh what uh, one thing i was going to share was uh regarding the combat where all the different abilities that you have i mean of course there's um the different modes of of attacking and defense where you've got your shield to parry you can dodge. You, of course, have the axe that you're swinging. You can just use your fists, too, which I oh, ended up I using that. a lot more because <laughs> that ends up being uh, the best way for some enemies, a good amount of early enemies to stun so you can really kick the shit out of them. And then, of course, you get the blades. Atreus has his abilities. But there were abilities that, like, about, I don't know, a, a, a quarter of the way through the game that I felt like I got, I had gotten the hang of the combat, I wasn't feeling lost anymore uh, fighting wise. And I was just not engaging with a lot of the like moves, even against like the dragon fight before mm. you get Mimir. I was just like, you know, dodging the thunder stuff, grabbing the little red poop or whatever it is, and throwing it at the throwing it at the guy and shooting him. Uh, it wasn't until the first Valkyrie fight, which is kind of early. That I can remember that I had to engage my runic abilities, and then from that point forward, it was like I never was the same. Yeah, and, and it, they were so good, and I was like experimenting with them, and I did find the ones that I really just honestly stuck with because I would upgrade those. Yeah, and I, <laughs> then it was like, well, I don't want to go back to this like level one upgrade because I and have to use experience points to it. But all that to say is that. I loved all of the different modes of combat and uh, how rewarding it felt to engage with all of them and only on like the normal level. Like I played like one above easy Uh, and man, it was fun. What do you, uh, Mike, it's been a little bit since you've played, but do you remember like anything more about the combat or like what was fun for you with that? I wish I
1: could remember more about, what those like magic abilities were like. There was like a freezing kind of thing. No. Yeah, there's a bunch out. of freezing stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of freezing things. I think I did a lot of that.
0: Um, no, Called you Mister Freeze, just, I thought.
1: It did, it did call me Mister Freeze. It just got it got very. I remember it getting quite complicated what was happening and a lot of like. Okay, I have a move that I have to nail this guy at the beginning of the fight with. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't. Continue on. If I miss a a lot of Valkyrie fights were like that. Oh yes. Okay. If I don't hit this special move here, and then she's doing her zipping around, it's game Uh over. Like three seconds into this fight. Uh, Yeah. I I should. I should get back into it. I should pop back in, reinstall it.
0: Pop back in. You can always pop back in.
1: I just feel like my PlayStation is so full. You know what I mean. I gotta start Uh deleting stuff.
0: Yep. Got all those gigs. Um, Nick, you just uh, played this recently. Uh, Anything about the combat or like the different abilities that you like wanted to discuss?
2: Um,
0: I will say uh, (laughs) to
2: answer your earlier question, which I never actually answered, um, although I don't really remember what it was like at the start of this game. I did have a flash memory just now of when I came back to the game, going into the controls, feeling like, oh, man. I know there are so many things I can do Uh that I don't remember how to do. Um, uh, And that was not a great feeling. Even those runic attacks, that was what brought that memory to mind. I was like, how do I do this? I know I have this cool thing with the Blades of Chaos where I start spinning them around, but I don't remember how. Uh, (laughs) And eventually figuring that stuff out really also opened it up for me. Nice. I love the combination of the fights. Also, I'm, I am a big Marvel fan. It really is exactly like Thor's axe in Avengers Endgame. And yeah. I love that. I love the parrying too. He's also a little bit like Hulk with the punching. Yes. Um, and I think the combinations of being able to kill people is great. When oh, I was, yeah. When I was playing this at the early pandemic, I had, you know, this... Anger with nowhere to put it and just being this rage monster who could beat everything up and just <laughs> brutally murder it felt great. It was a great release that I did not take into the real world at all.
0: Nick, you're uh, a poster child for like what uh people could be doing with their anger. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, um, it's
1: it's, a, it's yeah. really interesting that we keep talking about how it is like Thor. Have you guys read uh, the Thor series? about uh this character gore the god butcher you know about no
2: this? but no. He, i know who he is he's going to be played by christian bale <laughs>
1: they're doing this is going to be the new thor movie and really I feel like this this game really does kind of exploit the fact that thor is like open ip as it's like you know it's like uh the, you know you anyone could do, do a peter pan thing i think and i think yeah. thor's like that too but yeah, Gore the God Butcher, I forget what the comics run is, but I just read it. You can just Google it. And it's about a character who just goes around killing gods.
0: Oh, uh, wow.
1: Speaking of Kratos, just ran the entire pantheon of Greek gods at the end of the third game or whatever. Um, so if if you are into this, look up those comics because they are brutal and in the same vein. Jeez.
2: Yeah, I'm into that. No very excited for Thor 11 thunder. Yes. Um there was one other combat thing I had yeah. which is um this is a pro and a con of this game. The killing animations, the special ones either where you pull somebody apart or you use your axe on them. Super awesome. Yeah. The first time. Oh <laughs> yes. The first 5 times, 10 times, but um as much as I like them, the the second or third time I saw him drop that uh, log on the troll, and every troll carries a giant log that you
0: know you are gonna smush their yeah. head. And it's
2: like, oh come on! You know what?
0: <laughs> I think that could have been. So when you were saying that, Nick, I was thinking of like fighting regular like drogger that you <laughs> would like maybe like tear apart, and that'd be cool if like you could either change a setting or maybe speed through that by mashing a button. So you don't have to see it in real time every single time. But what you're referring to, I think that I didn't feel exactly the same way. I didn't uh I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it did not uh grow as stale on me, but I think it would have been like even adding one other animation, yeah, or maybe one. a second, like mix it up between three. Uh that could have gone a long way. But I it was. Less of a problem for me, but then again, I haven't replayed it. You were replaying it, so
1: it's I, you like know, Doom.
0: yeah, please.
1: It's like I was gonna say, it's like Doom Eternal. Like, if you're gonna have these big, gory animations, we need to cycle through a couple, sure. Yeah.
2: I agree with that yeah because violence is such a big part of the game and him inflicting violence actually the the minor enemies I have less of a quibble with the draugr I'm okay if I know that when I do that move I'm going to cut them in half every time or cut them you bisect them yeah. in some way I, I'm actually fine with that and I think it's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it, for a game I was so immersed in narratively to start seeing the same things and think, oh yeah, this is a video game. It just took me out of it a tiny bit, but sure. it wouldn't have even been as big of an issue if not for one of my favorite moments, which is the troll one is subverted slightly at one point. You He goes to drop, I think it's the troll in Helheim. He goes to drop the log on it and it stops you. I was like, oh, oh man. But then, then he finds a new way to kill it. It's awesome. But then that doesn't happen again. And you fight more of those trolls.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um, there, I, oh, I did want to bring up the the fight that like really got me at the beginning of the game where I was just like beating my head against the wall <laughs> trying to figure out what to do. Texting our group, Nick, being like, guys, I think I just suck at this game. I don't know what to do differently. There's uh, an early fight where it's after the opening where you kill the troll. I think you even f- might even fight Balder and then maybe or maybe it's right before that but you are in this like ravine uh sort of or er, area that's like all ac- all around you are like these rocks of these walls of rocks and a bunch of Draugr enter an area and you just have to fight them and kill them oh, but yeah. you're enclosed so in this sure. space so there's not a lot of space to run i had so much trouble and that was because i was not even engaging with the fists i was just using the axe when the game has already told me I could use fists and that it Mm -hmm. stuns better. Uh, And I had just, was taking me a lot of time to get used to parrying uh, attacks and dodging attacks that you can't parry. Um, There are a few indicators of this. Anytime an enemy swings at you and there's like a gold ring that like closes really quick, that's communicating to you that you can parry it if you time it right. But if it's red, you need to get out of the way. Yes. and that fight i don't know what it was i i there were some other points of the game that were really hard for me uh combat wise and boss wise but that gave me more trouble than anything surprisingly i've,
1: I've, I've had that with a couple of games though like if you've never played like that kind of like dark souls yeah. vibe where it's like yeah. all about parrying or dodging because like there's a lot of action games where you just are like you're just standing there and you're like yes you're taking hits but you're like i'm doing damage <laughs> and I, I remember this helped this messed me up with uh fallen order a lot jedi Fallen oh, yeah. Order because I, I was trying to do like play it like jedi academy you know what i mean just yeah. like standing in there fucking shit up but then i was like okay no this is like dark souls i gotta do the whole Okay, time it. Yes, I time now. The big frog is like, whoa, for one second.
0: <laughs> how is this compared to, because uh, that's something I kept wondering, especially against like harder enemies like the Valkyrie and not very many of the boss fights, I will say, but some boss fights. Um, I was wondering, like, how does this compare to a Souls game or, or Fallen Order that I heard discussed in that way? uh combat difficulty wise
2: this is easier um, yeah yeah i would say so and i would say uh more fun yeah <laughs> not yes. uh, jedi fallen order i do like the combat of although this is such a petty complaint it drives me crazy that there's no dismemberment <laughs> yes! you, oh. uh, <laughs> you can stab all these stormtroopers and scout troopers nobody's arms or legs are coming off. I'm not saying like I want that, but that's a little realism. You're slashing <laughs> I with do, people with sword.
1: <laughs> I do want that. I don't want any stormtrooper to be able to get hit with my lightsaber and then be like,
2: ah! Like, yeah. You're dead. yeah. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> At least right. when he cuts some heads off. That's, Wait, seriously, arms. That's, Everything. That's
0: so funny. That's a game I'm uh, hoping to play soon, and now I'm not going to be able to forget that. <laughs> and and that's it is, it's a good game. It is it's pretty good. And the
2: thing that for me it's like with God of War reminding me it's a video game, you actually can do that in fallen order to all the little animals and monsters so that you can't do it to the
0: people oh. who seem even
2: more susceptible is what kind of drive me crazy. They
0: probably were like we can't give this an m rating we want more people to buy it which it, happens
2: a lot it has been in old star wars games i wasn't it in a jedi academy maybe jedi outcasts or something like that but you could definitely cut people up i Get wonder old. if it was like
0: that in I even so. like force unleashed because I, know, know I don't know if remember. it was that was a little more remember. like on the it's not a cart it's not cartoony but it leans a little less realistic i want to say it's like, true yeah Stop um Well, them.
1: maybe it's bad that Disney owns everything.
0: Uh, I think we know the answer to that is absolutely yes. <laughs> I'm
1: excited to see Spider-Man, but maybe it's bad. Disney.
0: It is. Yeah, uh, certainly. And I know you're listening, Mickey Mouse. Um, okay, <laughs> cool. A I was... fan and
2: we love you. Thank you for the sub.
0: Yeah. Th- uh, please subscribe to our Patreon and, and sub at the please, $100 <laughs> level or the $50 level, whatever we have. Um Mickey,
1: please get to the DJ Toad level.
2: Oh. On. At least, um, dude. One one quick combat yes, thing, dude. last thing. Um, I couldn't remember how to parry. I eventually figured it out again. Oh, yeah, gold ring versus red ring. Yeah. But once I got that skill down again, I thought it was so much fun. that You block yes. with the shield and then you can shoot this concussive blast out. It really is Captain America stuff.
0: Dude, it's so it was so good. Uh, you were talking about the, like all the little combat things that those are like here. Cause there's a skill tree in this game. We haven't really talked mm-hmm. about that, but there's a lot of skill trees. Some of which I actually think is like, I think they could have cut it down by about a quarter to a third. Just that's about my level of a skill tree that I enjoy is less of like this and the Marvel Spider-Man and more of the miles Morales, which is just a little less, a little more focused, but mm-hmm. that being said, uh for i would say more often than not these upgrades i felt the the difference in battle and i would like try to use them but there were so many that like i only remember like half of the abilities like there's one where once you like swing your axe you change stances so like because when you swing you go from right to left and yeah. then you're over there and then that
1: that, that was it. always confusing to me
0: yes i like there's different things you can do from that spot, but I just never quite, I think this is a me thing. And if I was playing on a higher difficulty or I was fighting more than just their first three Valkyries, I would have had to engage with it. But I was, I just felt like it was a little more than the game was asking me to remember. And I didn't need it, to know it.
2: I'll tell you this. Once I started learning that stuff, it rolls, especially with oh. the blades of chaos, you change stances and and you, you fight much more up close, but one of the last things you can actually plant a bomb on somebody's back with the blades and then they explode in flames. It's so cool, but it is a lot. It's a lot to remember. It's hard to do.
0: I almost wish there would have been like, uh, I don't know if I wish this, but if there would have been a moment in the middle of the game or two thirds of the way through where I had a similar struggle with, with like a group of enemies, like I did early on that made me engage or maybe like, I don't know, just some way to get me to do that i just i didn't have to so i didn't um for whatever reason but um we're speaking of combat uh there are some really cool boss fights in this game i don't know if they're necessarily the highlight for me did any stick out to either of you
2: that you remember the dragon fight is very fun
0: oh yeah Uh, that one is cool
2: it's hard to top the opening fight with Baldur. It's really fantastic. But uh, from a scale perspective, I do love the final fight as well with yeah. Freya controlling the giant, which is just so cool to see. It's so massive. It comes back to life. The corpse that's dead.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, was, that was so cool.
2: Also, on on just the note of scale, generally, the uh, Jormungandr, the sea serpent, is just amazing to look at, and its voice. I had these... I got uh, another quarantine purchase was really good gaming headphones that I was just vibrating Uh (laughs) to speak to him. Just having
1: that guy sitting there in that overworld really added something. Like, I don't even understand how in some games it's like how do you make something look big uh it's like how do you sell that type of scale and they really did that here
0: they um, did so good i think what worked for me in that way was not just like having that incredibly incredible high fidelity model of his head up in the air the whole time or i think he might even rest sometimes but having being able to look at the other parts of the world and see like his body wrapped around it like mm-hmm. just a little piece of the uh, of that uh of the serpent was so cool. And, and the first time you meet him, I was just like, Is this guy gonna kill me? Uh yeah. And thankfully, no. Um, uh what
1: was the fight where you fight Thor's sons? And oh, then, that's a good one.
2: Magni. Yeah, and only.
1: then and then you're kind of like, Oh, good, I kicked that one guy's ass. And and, and then it's like, and then Kratos is like, I'm not gonna kill him. And then it just like, Yeah, fuck you.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Like that that felt like it had real consequences at the end of a boss fight.
2: Yes. Those those moments actually happen with a little separation between them and I love it. Oh, okay. it's just another thing I wanted to mention really quickly. There are barely any characters in this game. Very few. Um there is Thor Baldr, Atreus, Mimir, Freya, the dwarves, and then these two guys, Magni and Modi. That's pretty much it. You talk to these ghosts of sailors occasionally, and you, you can do some side quests for them. But besides that, there's very few human characters. And so the ones that are there really stick out they're really important. Um I think people get tired of these guys, but uh Magni is Troy Baker, Modi is Nolan North, yeah. two of the biggest actors in the gaming business. And I th- think they crushed those parts as small as they were. So there's a fun subversion where you do fight Magni and Modi together. They're Thor's sons and it's scary. And it you're not just, you fight them for a while and then they do this thunderclap thing and you're with Atreus and you're kind of looking around with the shield and you've got to block them. It's all them shadowy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. That was a great memorable part. But the end of that fight, I love it because Troy Baker's Magni, he's this big kind of brute of a guy and he dies first yeah yeah and kratos puts his axe right in the guy's face it rolls amazing death just instant dead and the weak one survives and then he comes back he he tries he causes atreus to get sick later and then when you come back and atreus is in his dark kind of lord god yes face, that's when he
0: stabs him in the back you're like oh no <laughs> yes. dude because
1: i was like no we already
2: got in trouble for killing
1: that one guy <laughs> yes
0: and he kick he like because that's when you return when you're trying to ascend the mountain again mm-hmm. going to find um to to uh enter alfheim um but or, or sorry Jotunheim, yes. the the giant's land and as you're going through this little temple area that you had already been before you ascended to fight the dragon. The first time you, that's where you find him. This, the uh, one of Thor's sons and like Jotreus also like, like shoves him off with his foot and he just falls. And it's just, and that's, I mean, that was something that I don't know if I expected to see in this game knowing like before I even played this game, I saw the trailer for God of War Ragnarok, uh, the oh, game wow. that's supposed to come this next year. Interesting. Uh, what a weird I tr- perspective. I, <laughs> yeah. tried to, I tried to avoid it, but also I like kept hearing that there was going to be a second game, so I figured they survived. But I still <laughs> didn't know Atreus was going to take the turn he takes mm-hmm. in this game.
1: You mean with his character name?
0: Yeah. Well, not that necessarily that. That actually was spoiled for me. Um, Oh, bummer. Yeah, but you know, it was still cool. Uh, Just the whole, it didn't take anything away from the game. Probably just that moment. I bet that would have been more of like a, whoa. Um, (laughs) But I more meant how he really, once he he learns he's a god, he really turns into a little egotistical shithead who becomes scary. Like I was afraid of who he was becoming. His power-wise, but also just like I was like, is he gonna be evil? And you you hear Mimir and Kratos, more Mimir being like, oh, well that's the perspective we're taking, or whatever he'll say. Yeah. Uh, and because Atreus will share, like, yeah, we're gods, we can do whatever we want. Um, that was shocking to me.
2: Something yes. really striking in those moments is that Kratos, who is already a man of few words, says nothing for a long time and he just lets atreus keep going and he keeps saying these darker things and you're walking around as this guy and he's not saying anything and i i felt so much tension in those moments and not only that um outside of even the other games in the franchise where you know the gods are bad here you haven't really interacted with any gods yet besides the one you fought And all you know is that you're hearing the mere stories, you know, Kratos doesn't like gods, but you're hearing about these Norse gods and just thinking, oh, they're all bad. They all just get worse and worse. And it is from this place of arrogance and entitlement. And you're hearing that come out of Atreus. And it felt so bad it was glad really I didn't did. class. <laughs> but yeah, it's also really good storytelling
1: of like mm-hmm. this character that Atreus starts off. You starts off and you're like, oh, I do feel protective towards him, even though he's annoying at first. And then you're like, okay, no, he's my son. I'm gonna I'll kill you for him. <laughs> and then and then and then you're like, oh, now because of what I did, he is the thing that I hated most. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it, it's not it's like moments in the game that lead to that but it's also like oh it calls into question uh Kratos's you know his, his parenting style if you can even call it that <laughs> um but his, all the you know it's a bit they put a big emphasis on all the secrets that he's keeping from yes. Atreus and how not only that Atreus is a god but that like Kratos past which he doesn't share with him until I think after you either after you kill balder i think it's after you kill balder because Freya's like mm-hmm. are you finally gonna tell him and you he's like i was i am from sparta blah 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 i killed many gods many some of them were many of them not Yeah, that sort of thing and uh that was just really and that ends up becoming a huge that is such a theme in this game And they get into that with Freya and Baldur, who it's revealed super late. She is his mother. Mm -hmm. And she made him – isn't this the case that she made him invulnerable to, like, out of – because she thought it was in his best interest, but it ended up being the thing that tortured him forever? It's – any fans of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean out there,
2: <laughs> it's the same curse, essentially. You can live forever, but you can't taste things. You can't really feel things. So he's in the snow uh oh. in basically his shorts the whole time and he doesn't yeah. feel it. And he doesn't feel when he gets hurt, but he doesn't feel any no sex. good No
1: sex.
2: Yeah, no, that comes up in most of his
0: scenes. He's constantly talking about it. He's like, Well, Wanka, keep... <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. That's not what he t- sounds like at all.
1: No, not at all. Um, you,
2: do you guys know who plays him, by the way, Balder? I forgot. Hmm. I looked it up. Norman Reedus. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad guess. <laughs> he looks like him. He does got to look like him. Um, shoot. Uh, the guy's name is Escaping Me. He's a great actor. He plays uh, Upham in Saving Private Ryan, the translator, kind of the geeky guy. Um, oh. He was a sad moment towards the end of that movie. Um, yes. But he's very good. American doing doing a voice, but I liked it. Rare,
1: dude. You know what? The more I'm thinking about this game, I really uh, it's so compelling. How Kratos, you know, when you're telling talking about him telling the story of all the things he did, I just like a game that you you know his character. The more the more the game goes on, God of War, he's more and more like let's not kill. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's so refreshing. Like. Uh, Because you do get this, you know, looking at him in the old games, he's just, it's just pure action game. Kill, 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 growl, like, you know what I mean? And now he's like a little bit older. He's got a beard. He's thinking Mm -hmm. about stuff. That's super (laughs) compelling. I I feel like that's not, we're we're now asking our games to kind of have that thoughtfulness. Like, I think Last of Us, Last of Us does this too, where you're like, okay, Last of Us Part 2, at the end, when you're killing you're killing these people and you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have done this. Like it didn't make things better doing all this killing. And I just like that a game that started as this pure action, bloody chaos. Like, you know, you're watching the kills on YouTube kind of boy erection game. They kind of taken like, okay, well, what are the consequences of that? It's
2: yes. uh it's like, you know, godfather and goodfellas into the sopranos it's what i think audiences are asking more of the characters in their art now at first you want to see them you want to see the the fantasy of doing what you can't do you want the the power and you want to watch someone like take control and then now it's more like but how do they feel about it what yeah. they're doing and i love getting into kratos's mind i think um i just want to praise the first actor terence carson i believe is his name who did kratos in all the other games perfect for him at that time as yes. this true rage machine who is just angry all the time and that's all he has to be and that's all he really is this christopher judge uh, is a, another fantastic actor and he sells the pain in the mm. character so well and the emerging thoughtfulness. And that, I'm so with you, Mike. He says a line when, right before Atreus kills Modi, he says, leave him, he is beaten. It's like, wow, yeah. he wouldn't have done that in any of the other games. He'd have killed no, him he first. Would have, he would have ripped
1: his head open and like blood would have popped up and he been yeah. kind of, like growling as blood rips down his face.
2: And you see in Helheim uh, And you realize Atreus has watched The vision of Kratos From three killing Zeus yes. And that's another moment where he's, he's not proud that he did that That he killed his own father And I got lucky in this uh, Playthrough, I did a side quest um, I don't know if you guys remember it Where you find a guy Stabbed in a treasure room His ghost comes out and he yeah. says Oh it was my son who did it You go to find the son and he's dead and the father Ultimately is like, well, at least he died a hero or a warrior or whatever. Yes, um, I did that part. Uh after that, Atreus, all his dialogue is like, Man, how could he kill his dad? But then when Atreus takes the dark turn, you almost start to suspect, uh-oh, it
0: might go this way for him. Yep. Some sort oh. of like endless cycle almost.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, where that last one is important.
1: We're definitely gonna kill Atreus in the second game. I'll tell you what
2: no please <laughs> <laughs> now i like him uh but that's kratos when he kills balder he says uh something about it's time to break the cycle the cycle's broken
0: yeah um the w- where this this run that we're on stemmed from the thoughtfulness uh and the the maturity from kratos was something i was i was sort of getting at much earlier in the pod uh just on a surface level but this is a uh, something directly coming from Barlog and I would assume also some of the other de- dev team members if they did carry over from earlier in the series which is yeah it's not just Kratos but it's like these game developers and Barlog in particular uh, being in a much different place in his life uh,
1: and gamers I mean yes. the average we are the average gamer you know yeah. I'm, I'm 36 you know what I mean everyone say your age yeah 28 please.
0: 28 uh
1: 31 well, you know i'm saying going north of 30 you're like yeah. you do think about you i think something like you look at kratos in this game in like when you see him a little older and the beard when when that happens to you in real life you're like oh i mortality comes comes for all of us you know what yes. I mean? like i am not the guy i was at 24 getting drunk at get a bar and I mean like maybe we will kick we'll break something for fun you know what i mean like yeah instead you're like oh my my body could fail me and
0: (laughs) any moment (laughs) is
1: coming yeah gosh it's just it's true
0: there's a lot of i mean i grapple with that sort of stuff all the time now and i don't think it was just turning 30 last year i think it was i mean actually probably a lot to do with the pandemic for the first time having to face like a potential of your of the potential mortality around the corner uh, in more ways than you had before. And this, it, it plays out in a different way, but that is present here. And yeah, it was just, uh, it's really cool to, to see. I think it was one of the more powerful things about this game uh, was that maturity and realization from Kratos again with me, not even being tied to the rest of the series. Like I, it's just, I think it's almost one of those, I don't know if it, maybe it's a universal experience or close to it for people as, as you age and mature.
1: And I think great storytelling, whether that's in a movie or in a video game, you like, I don't know what it's like to fly through space, but I know what it's like to want to get out of your hometown, like Luke Skywalker, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And I think they accomplished that here as well. Uh, You know, I didn't, I didn't even know about the lore of the game very much. But I was yeah. like, okay, I, under- I understand that. He's like, okay, I have someone that looks up to me now, and I have to take care of them. What are the consequences of my actions?
0: Yes. Um, it's like you taking care, uh, care of Bongo, the cat.
1: Me taking care of Bongo, the cat. He's know? kind
0: of like Atreus.
1: Yeah. It's, he's sometimes he's very evil sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he'll he'll want to get a full can sometimes.
0: Who knows? Yeah um uh nick were you just about to share something i'm sorry um could we talk about mimir a little bit
2: please this is a character i paid attention to much more on this playthrough uh if for some reason you don't uh haven't played the game but wanted to get it spoiled for you uh mimir is the head of odin seer um you cut this guy's head off at the start of the game he's um binded to a tree and he gets tortured every day by Odin. But he knows everything about the world uh up to about 109 years ago. And he he is your third travel companion, the uh a brilliant
1: expository, a brilliant expository device yes. and a much needed character to speak among like a dumb kid and a guy who won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, and he's funny and gradually, uh, Kratos kind of opens up to him too, which is very fun. But I, I was, I wrote a note about him because I think, I think he's pretty much the perfect level of comic relief while still being knowledgeable and helpful. Um, and he has these touching moments too. When you first rescue him, uh, which you do, you essentially yes. in killing him, you bring his head back to life later, but before you do so, he, he pretty much begs kratos to kill him and he says something like odin tortures me every day um i'm not really alive here now so even if you kill me and i and i die and you can't bring me back it's better um something i was reminded of is the character of gimli in the lord of the rings movies the dwarf in those and i i love those movies but I noticed this so much on every subsequent rewatch where by Return of the King, the third one, he's just comedy. At a certain (laughs) point, you're like, what is this guy bringing to the table Uh anymore? He's He's not as good good as killing.
1: Him and Legolas do an improv scene in Return of the King that I thought, I was like, guys, this is insane. Like, get back <laughs> to the fight. No, they don't.
2: Your, uh, your suggestion word is orakai. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Throw me at that
2: orakai! Why you killed it? And edit. <laughs> yes, yes! <laughs> um. I never wonder what is bringing to the table, even though he's just ahead. And like I mentioned before, I really just love exploring the world with him in it. I saved some of the giant tapestries. You open these wood panel things. And if he's not with you, Atreus comments on him and you're like, oh, that's interesting. He knows about these gods, but I saved some of them just to hear what Mimir would say this time. Oh, like mm you
0: didn't interact with him. I purposely didn't open that. Okay, gotcha.
2: Yeah. That's Um, cool. You know what another good plot device thing is in this game that I love is uh, it's so cleverly constructed. You'll go into a room, you're not immediately sure what to do, and Atreus will say something like, or Kratos will say, what do you think we should do, boy? And uh-huh. Ajaeus is like, "Uh, maybe we should let down the ladder there and you can send me up and I'll kick you down the rope. <laughs> and uh, Kratos is like, mm-hmm. sounds good. But me, <laughs> I'm always like, uh, yeah, that's what I was
0: going to suggest.
2: <laughs> Just this way of too. feeding the player info about how to proceed without making you feel like an idiot
0: yes absolutely
2: subverted though when atreus is dark and at one point i walked into a room where there was nothing He was like you know there's nothing in there right dad i was like oh no when he did that to me i was
0: like yeah and i'm gonna look around you little dick like what if there's a chest you don't see bro um oh speaking of which like uh there's a ton of collectibles in this game Mm -hmm. and um i I was early on going out of my way to, to like find not only interact with all of them but search for all of them, of course except for Ravens, Odin's because I or Odin's Ravens because I didn't know you could kill them. Um, but every time I saw those chests where you had to hit like the three sort of runes or whatever, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm finding these and I'm not leaving. I think there was only one I left because I like couldn't do it, and it turned out when you ascended back through the mountain on the way to Jotunheim, it was only available then, but I, and I was so, I felt so satisfied that I had walked away from it and it wasn't, <laughs> couldn't even get it at the top. Oh, that rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I Feverish. I would describe my attempts to get those things.
2: Where is it? Where's the rune? I got to yes. break it. All right. You got to hit them in sequence where one goes away faster and yep. another bong takes longer. Um, there's something else about the world I wanted to mention really yeah. quick. Uh, in Helheim, there's just a giant bird in the background, <laughs> and it scared me at first. And then I realized, oh, this this is just some kind of gatekeeper in the background. They never talk about it ever. It kind of helps you. It flaps its wings at one point when you're in the flying boat, and yep. I I couldn't tell if it was a cause and effect thing where it was helping you out. But just stuff like that. As few characters as there are this feels like such a densely populated world. Like everything has meaning. I, um, the Norse mythology, so much of it is accurate in a way games haven't portrayed stuff before. And I'm uh, I'm a quarter Norwegian. My uh, family on my mother's side is very in tune with their roots. And we've always had a lot of Viking iconography around the house. So I love this stuff already, but um just all the stories they tell are true Norse stories and the little twists of, Oh yeah. If Thor just brought his hammer down on a giant's head and killed him at a dinner table, that would be horrifying. (laughs) No one would want to interact with this person. Just a a murderer.
0: (laughs) I love that. It's too good. There's, I feel like I only ended up scratching uh, the surface of all that is available to you. Lore wise, and just secret wise in this game. Um, but it was it was really fun. And part of that is also communicated through the uh the like you know, Mimir storytelling in the boat, or before that, just Kratos telling uh, Atreus stories in the boat. Um yes. and I actually like had fun in those brief boat moments. They were like yes. uh, nice little uh palate cleansers almost.
2: Mm-hmm that's a great great word for it you know you're never going to get in a fight when you're in the boat
0: yeah it's it's a safe haven um and i think only one time something bad happens and that's when you're in the you're inside the world serpent yes. and you are leaving and that's when that's actually right at the end of the game when uh-huh. balder balder i think he must punch the world serpent <laughs> I was
2: kind of trying to figure out what was happening there too. Me too. <laughs> it's, it's getting jostled around. Maybe it's his dragon helping out.
0: Yeah. But it it's was moving and it gets scary. It was hard to say. Um, speaking of which, that was like such a crazy moment in the game when the world serpent actually comes down and lowers its mouth into the water and you go in. Were there any other uh, big moments that stuck out to either you two for this?
2: Um. Yeah, everything in that sequence is great from getting you get out of it and then the dragon takes you away. Um oh yeah. The dra- yeah, that was that was really cool too. And you fight Balder on the back of a dragon and then you yes. fly off of it. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, you know what? There was one, it's not the in-story uh, in the campaign dragon fight but there's another dragon fight you can go on an optional dwarf quest early and it's a dragon that breathes lightning out of its mouth and the first time I saw that I was like
0: oh yeah this is cool
2: (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah the
0: Valkyries are also extremely scary (laughs) oh yeah I did three and was like this is enough for me right now
1: (laughs) well and I found that first Valkyrie before because I think later they talk about them but I think I was just exploring a little too much and I was like, "Oh, what's in here? Oh, what's in here? Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, some unkillable death lady." You know, it's just <laughs> like a very. I was like, "Wow, this game has scary secrets."
2: Yep, um, and I—I'll I, be honest, I haven't finished the Valkyrie thing. I know there's a little story there too, and there's more from yeah. the mirror. And I—I I, want to finish it. I'm going to now.
0: Um, speaking of like poking around for secrets, Mike. Uh, one thing that was satisfying was after you, uh. Right after, I think before you fight Thor's sons, you uh, get that little fire dagger thing where you can finally oh, open yeah. those like mirror looking doors. Yeah. And then you're yeah. like, oh, cool. I can go back through those few areas that I couldn't do that because you interact with a few of those sealed doors throughout the game. But that was really fun. But unfortunately, a lot of them lead to those Valkyrie fights. So I stopped picking <laughs> them out. So that's where I was.
1: Uh, classic classic metro metroidvania
0: very much yeah
2: (laughs) yeah um can we just talk a little about brock and sindry too? some of the other characters in game please love those guys gotta they're great you have these brothers they're dwarves they're your armorers and through most of the story um you find out they're brothers but they don't like each other they're not on great terms uh brock is blue he's he's uh his skin condition is based on that real guy you've probably seen the blue man who kept drinking silver silver yeah yeah
0: colloidal silver thing uh huh. I'm gonna uh, look up Blue Silver Guy and see what happens. I oh, guarantee he he'll come up. He's from Washington <laughs> State. <laughs> it's Nick's uncle. Yeah,
2: he's my uncle. Um, and he got me into it. I'm, I'm drinking a cup of silver right now. <laughs> I, I did like those guys because I felt like whenever I saw them, I was like, I can relax because it would be like you yes. get
1: through some insane fight and then you open a thing and they're just like, Hey, buddy! <laughs> I'm like, Oh, is it good to see you guys? What do you got for me?
2: And I'll shout their actors out. Brock is voiced by Robert Craighead. Um, and he's uh, very gruff and he swears a lot Which I don't know why it really tickled me in this game For him to be as crass as he is Yep. Um, it, it felt weirdly out of place in a game Where you're just horrifically murdering monsters um, But then his brother Sindri is played by a guy named Adam Harrington Who I, I knew from the game L.A. Noir. He plays yep. your scummy partner at one point And here he's so likable but he's this um, kind of... Uh, what's a term for it when you're you're scared of every illness yeah hypochondriac yeah that's perfect he mentions that oh this thing these little parasites might exist everywhere that can make you sick um but then the more you Mm -hmm. interact with them and play the story you kind of want them to be friends again and then you get it and it's such a sweet moment when they suddenly they're together um after atreus calls Sindri out on it in a mean moment and yeah and after that they're just the buddy buddy it's great i love that i
1: I would also encourage more games that are very dark and grim to have moments like that to just give us a damn break every now and then yeah (laughs) Mm
2: mm-hmm i feel
1: like there are just so many games you're like this world is brutal to be in
2: yeah uh you know you mentioned last of us uh two specifically yeah yeah um that's a game like that with almost no breaks for anything yep there's one early on when you can pick up that guitar and play it um and i don't i'm not spoiling that game at all i don't consider this a spoiler this is something you can easily you can play a guitar (laughs) <laughs> yeah you can and she plays aha's take on me acoustic this and it's is great real <laughs> yes it, it is real it was such a nice little moment um and then that was the last moment like that in that game
0: <laughs> yep pretty much, pretty uh, much. yeah um uh, so was there anything i mean i feel like we've got i as we're going down the list or like the list that are just like discussion i feel like we've touched on Almost every element of this game. Um, Nick, I know you had a notepad. Was there anything you didn't get to share? Like are some big topics that we've missed from your notes?
2: Uh just a couple. Matt Apodaca once said, I think, on how Did this get played, that he loves when a big stone thing moves another big stone thing, yes. and this game has a lot of stuff like that. Yes, it and does. Some something massive is moving around, and just it's all about scale for me. Ever since the forced perspective in Lord of the Rings, I I love anytime something big is happening, and you're just a little guy.
0: Yeah, uh, and all those set pieces in that same turn are so. Cool. Even though it very much is like, oh, this is just a big thing happening around me half the time. I still liked almost all of them. Yes. Um, And I guess the big last thing is
2: I agree. Uh, I actually really like the tease of Odin and Thor without ever really seeing them. Even Thor, you you see him in that tiny little post-credit scene, but barely. We don't know anything about his character. Only if you go back home and go to sleep. Which I didn't the first time. Me I either. didn't do it. I, I didn't, didn't know, know about, about it until I listened to that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know of this, Mike? I it. No, I haven't done it. Haven't if, you, gone if you go back home uh, with Atreus, he, Kratos puts his axe down and he's just like, time to get some sleep. You go to sleep and then it. I think it says years later. Yes. Um, in a little title card, and you wake up and thunder's happening. Thunder, uh, lightning bursts through the roof of your house. Kratos goes outside and sees a big, hulking, shadowy figure. He's like, Who are you? And the figure uh, reveals he has got Thor's hammer and lightning comes out of his hand. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. a great, great tease. And it was enough for me because. I I just felt like this teased it so well. This was a great introduction into this world. You're learning about the world, but you don't get everything. Even going to uh, the turntable where you can go to each realm and four of them say uh odin's blocked off entry to this realm you can never go there i was like oh but i want to go there and i'm excited to see what happens next i love the little tease i think it was odin's voice we don't know what he looks like still but in the ragnarok trailer i i'm so on board wherever they're taking me i'm ready to go
0: it should be an absolute blast and i will say i rewatched the trailer uh, for the second time only, because uh, I watched it during the state of play when it originally debuted. It's like, oh, this is cool. I don't get any of this, but it's cool. I rewatched it the night I finished this game. Uh, and I it was like a whole another experience. I was like, oh my gosh, there's those people, and this is who they're meeting, and uh, because they they talk about tier so much in this game. The yes. like, the, oh, I think yeah. he's is tier a god who's like yes. good and he makes like generally moral good choices that are a lot of people don't do. He's the Norse god
2: of war. Oh. Um, that's great that you brought that up. I love when you get to go into his temple and his treasure room and you can see there, there's a the, an explicit moment with Kratos being on a Greek urn and he drinks some wine. But you can see in the background of some of these scenes and tapestries that Tiris visited other lands. And it just makes yes. you think, oh, they could go to Egypt. They could go to Mayan culture. <laughs> yeah. Imagine,
1: uh, uh, maybe they've done this, a god of war where he's fighting like indian gods like from india have they done that
2: he could go everywhere i would love to see it it's only been greek in this norse tease that's it um uh and uh last thing i i wanted to say actually i forgot um freya is a really great character yeah she's just called the witch for most of it danielle basudi i looked her up um she's a really good performance a really tragic character and there's
0: a tease that kratos will fight her in the ragnarok trailer and yeah. i don't want
2: her to die
0: i really like her <laughs> i hope they have to side together again but then maybe they get split apart for the drama Mimir
2: uh, says something about her like uh i think she'll come around it'll just take time and i i hope that that's the case i hope that that's what happens it's
0: almost like like can we end this next uh cycle of tragedy is like yeah. between warring families almost uh yeah, it's great. I mean, there's a lot of even like small things about this game. Well, small in comparison to how grand it is, whether it's like the axe throwing, the how it freezes, it can freeze things for you to solve puzzles, uh, the different arrows Atreus gets, the his his powers where you can hold down square and like oh, yeah. a big thing happens. Like I always use the the like bird one where a bunch of like hawks or something just like just ram That's into whatever enemy. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, we're going to hop off this pod at some point and I'm going to be thinking about, uh, others that I just couldn't, uh, that I'm forgetting now, but it's just so great. Now, by the way, uh, Nick, the actor who plays Baldur's, uh, Jeremy Davies, Jeremy Davies. Thank you. And it's funny. I was like, I thought I recognized him. I was like, oh, I guess it's not the same guy, but he plays this character in justified named Dickie (laughs) Bennett. And it is who I was thinking of, but it's he's really phenomenal. Um, so my dad
1: loves Justified.
0: Dude, <laughs> shout out Modesto, uh, Modesto native Timothy Oliphant um, on wow. uh, show. Yep.
1: Shout out to all the dads who love Justified. Yeah. Oh, that's what I
0: should have done. Shout out to all. <laughs> um <laughs> cool. Well, um, I I think I'd like to actually wrap this up finally. Um, so I guess uh uh but- no. Oh, no? Okay, well, sorry, Nick. Um, back me up, Mike. We're not
1: going anywhere.
0: Damn it. Um, well, boy. you can share whatever you want on your way out. Yeah, Dad. Uh, there they are again. I'm um,
1: tired, boy.
2: Um, Me too. Maybe we should end this podcast.
1: Okay, but we're doing it on our terms.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, how about... Connor,
1: take it away.
0: <laughs> I'll be my mayor. Um, Mike, uh on yes. your way out, uh, just as go. far as lasting thoughts before we do plugs in a little bit, um, I just uh, want to hear you maybe put a bow on like your feelings about this game. Like what sort of place does it hold for you? And how do you just feel about it uh as a whole as we've you know sort of come to the end of our chat? Uh
1: yeah, I would I would just say this game is a staggering achievement. Uh it's shockingly good. Uh, it I was a game that I first played uh, when I was first dating my now very serious girlfriend Austin and saw dude she, very serious there, got okay. a girlfriend very serious she's that's been on the pod, pod. both been pods. on the pod uh, and she I remember she was the first game that she watched me play some of and was like whoa I am invested like yeah and that that's a really I think a really good measure of a game is how interesting is it to someone who's not playing it yeah. yeah uh and if if you can if it's that interesting just pick up that controller baby you don't even know where we're going uh, yeah it's a good one
0: uh especially someone who like only for like brief periods of her life has like really played games like yeah
1: and Austin, she played like Yoshi's island that's like, where yeah. she's at you know <laughs> but no,
0: Which like has it. its own sort of uh, uh, Kratos Atreus dynamic with Yoshi and baby Mario.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a baby who will float away.
0: <laughs> and Balder is a uh, baby Bowser. Um, <laughs> Nick, you have been just such a uh, such a fun person to talk about video games for a while with me for. I'm glad I could finally get you on a co-op episode and specifically this one because I know uh, it's, it's a game you really, really like. Um, but yeah. Why don't you wrap up your thoughts and sort of what you how you feel about this game?
2: Thank you for having me. I it's great to be here. I love this game. I love it. I'm like Roger Ebert. I love this game. Um I actually have a funny story about somebody watching me play it. I just finished uh playing it in my family um uh living room. Yes and Both my parents walked in in the final cut scene where you're scattering F.A.'s ashes and it's beautiful. And my dad, who hadn't seen me play a video game, I think since the first Red Dead Redemption, was like, look at that guy. You can see his pores. (laughs) (laughs) He was so obsessed. He kept talking about it. His pores. You can see it. It looks so good.
0: You know, Mike, uh, I don't want to downplay your Austin's like, wow, this game, but that's the new uh that's measure better. of how a game, you know, a game is good. Look how at I'm his like, pores, like, honey.
1: Honey, come see these pores.
0: <laughs> she was impressed too. Um
2: but I I this game's amazing. I I it really gets me into narrative storytelling and video games in the same way Red Dead Redemption 2 did, in the same way The Last of Us did. These games, you know, uh, they call me Mr. AAA sometimes. I know these blockbuster games aren't necessarily often as deep as the indie games that come out, which I'm getting into too. I'm playing Undertale. It's great. But the thing is when they hit like this and they look as Woo! good as they do and they sound great and the stories are amazing, there's few things better. So I love God of War. Thank you, Corey Barlog and the cast. You killed it. And the programmers, everyone else, oh, fuck you.
1: Dude, I totally agree. Red Dead Redemption 2, Last of Us, and this. These are the these are the academy. I mean, send mm-hmm. these. Th- these are the games as art that... Uh, I think we'll look back on it and be like whoa those were like citizen pain for like you know the very young art form of video games
0: yes yeah uh well thank you uh both of you for sharing I'll, I'll sort of wrap up my thoughts before we plug yeah this is i mean a game that i you know i knew the hype for this game and i knew that it was not just like a game that a lot of people liked and that was extremely popular because that doesn't always mean it's a great game but That it was critically acclaimed and seen as something special by a lot of people, both in my personal life and then uh, people who I admire in the games industry, who they saw it as just like an achievement. And I can easily say that's exactly what this is, having only played through it once and not really done any post-game stuff. uh, It was just such an achievement. I feel like almost every aspect of this game is like as high quality as it gets from the combat to the story the art direction the music i I mean everything about the the performances i mean i came into this excited especially to see sonny Solchik, who plays atreus because i just really adored him in uh, jonah hill's mid-90s dude yeah he's so good that movie came out the same year as this game um uh so it was like his year uh so i'm excited to see him in the next one but it's just phenomenal and i i also think these types of games like the ones you're discussing specifically like the last of us i love the first two last of us games but they're not my favorite um and that's partly and not they're not the same as this but that's because i like a little more of a middle ground from personally with a game where it's more uh sort of uh, forge your own path do your own thing uh make it make uh the game what you want it to be this game is you know it's very linear there's plenty of spots to explore but all that being said i still think that what they set out to do they absolutely did achieve and like this is my favorite type of version of a game in this mold and i'm just so impressed by it and uh yeah i can't wait for number two god we're supposed yeah. to get it this next year from from Santa Monica studio that'd be really cool if we got it uh in 2022 2022 is shaping up to be insane with Breath of the Wild the sequel to Breath of the Wild this game and so much more um yeah it should be awesome that'll do it for this episode of the call me by your game co-op series the episode 18 already and if again if you're like this uh if you're a patron i mean you can dive back in the archives and listen to this ep- this year alone we did episodes on Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Super Metroid. Um, We did Skyrim, uh, Celeste, NFL Blitz 2000. Um, It's been great. And if you're, uh, you know, listening to this on a free feed somewhere, consider subscribing to that Patreon, which I'll plug later. Um, But this is the kind of quality group discussion and and just fun uh, camaraderie that you're going to find on this network. (laughs) Um, But let's go ahead and plug on our way out. I'd love to hear from you guys on things you want people, how they can support you and where they can find you if you want to be found. Let's start with you, uh, Nick Costanza, a friend friend and uh, co-creator on this network. Um, What do you want to share with people?
2: Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. If you subscribe to the Super NPC Patreon feed, you can listen to uh, the show I co-host, Reactivators, which comes out weekly. Um, Both these fine young gentlemen have been on it. Um, It is a... uh, it is an improv comedy video game podcast where we bring a guest on to talk about one of their favorite games. And then we do a little improv set in the world of the game. You can also follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Stanza. I'm really trying to get those follows guys. Come on, hook me up. Uh, and I say guys in a gender neutral sense. Okay. That's it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Um, and it, reactivators is fantastic. Please give a listen to it listener. If you have not yet hosted with our co-hosted with our sweet boy, baby Tyler Schnupp, uh, Mr. Michael Christian, recent yes. uh, just phenomenon on this show, a couple episodes in the span of a month. Uh, What do you want to plug today, buddy?
1: Guys, follow me on Instagram at MikeChristian0. I don't post a lot on Twitter at Junior. Don't, just deleted a tweet today that got no likes. Uh, yeah, I baby. I did too. <laughs>
2: you
1: made it. Uh, if you want, you can watch... Uh, uh, season 15 of studio c comes out in march i wrote on that uh and yeah if, if you do follow me on instagram we'll be i'll be dropping stuff about the web series that i've been making with uh rob scurbo yeah dinosaur portals we're very excited it's gonna be great uh it's very dumb and very fun so uh yeah yeah but go ahead follow me what, what's the worst that could happen
0: yeah, uh, it's like every, oh no, the listeners seeing they're losing followers somehow. Um, <laughs> we're losing
1: we're losing listeners on the podcast right now. Oh,
0: oh no! no. <laughs> I don't know how I can see it now, but I can. Um, <laughs> thank you both again for being here. I'll go ahead and close this out for some plugs of my own. Um, uh, again, shout out to our wonderful patrons who I, I got to shout out the the DJ Toad tier. People who get these episodes on a monthly basis, its come, they come at the end of the month on a Tuesday. Um, yeah, and if you do subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash super npc radio, this isn't the only show you get. You get our yearly games club series. As they happen, we just did the Legend of Zelda series. So if you like that, you are got a lot of backlog to listen to and so much more. Um, you can support people on the show, including. The artist who did our cover art, which is Glenn J. You can find him and his great work on Instagram at Glenn That's Glenn with two N's. Uh, the show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. Thank you, Jeremy, for producing and editing this show. You can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime and listen to his show. Also on the network, Video Games, a comedy show where we just did our big end of the year extravaganza, which is Uh, at the same time, tragic and glorious uh, because we ended up losing Nick Costanza basically off the entire episode, Um, which, you know, just what are you going to do? We, we tried something and did not It's mostly
2: my fault. (laughs) No, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's a team effort, Nick. Um, Check that out. It's really fun and really funny. Even if we didn't get as almost any of Nick as we wanted, Uh, you can find me uh, on social media at Connor underscore McCabe and I stream video games uh, occasionally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. That will do it for this episode of the Call Me By Your Game co-op series all about God of War. We will see you on the next one.
2: Bye.